Welcome to the second part of our two-part horse race episode. I'm Steve Cazella, president of the Messing Polling Group. And I'm Lauren Dzanski, author of the Politico Massachusetts Playbook. Our sponsor this week is WeWork Boston. So this is the second part of our two-part episode. We actually did most of what we had to talk about yesterday. We did some stuff on the, the end of the legislative session. We did some stuff on the Middlesex DA race. If you're looking for trivia, that's where you should look. But we're back with a special episode because we have a new WBUR poll on the 7th Congressional District out. There's all kinds of stuff going on in this, so we wanted to come back together and talk a bit more about this poll. Exactly. And maybe horse racing is legal by the time this podcast comes out. I think we've got a vigorous lobby and we like our chances of success. Yes, indeed, Steve. So let's dive right in to what exactly is going on with this poll. What did you find? Yeah, so the top line number, in other words, the number just the matchup between Presley and Capuano really hasn't changed. So we did a poll on this district back in February of this year when Ayanna Presley first announced that she was running. And then we found that Capuano had a 12 point lead. That lead is basically unchanged. It was 13 points in this lead. Presley support unchanged. So really a lot of similarity there. The ongoing feature of this race is that we have two very popular, very well-liked candidates. You know, so much of what we hear nationally is about polarization and about how, you know, one candidate's supporters are trashing and sort of undercutting and undermining and think very dark and sinister things, frankly, about the other candidate. That's not what we see here. Here we see two candidates, both very popular uh, among the voters in the district, but at this point, Capuano still ahead. Interesting. So the race remains unchanged. What does that mean for the last month or so of this primary itself? Is there any indication that things could change and that Capuano could lose this lead? I think there's plenty of time for that to happen. You know, there's there's still plenty of time for, for the fundamentals of this race to shift. I think the thing that will be the most telling is whether – actually, there's two things that will be telling. One is can Ayanna Presley extend her support and her, uh, her sort of name recognition outside the city of Boston? So I Anna Presley, Boston City Councilor, is quite well known and actually holds a nominal lead, at least inside the city of Boston. But she's not very well known. And Capuano has a very large lead in the other towns that are included in the 7th Congressional District. So if she can get out into those other communities and even cut into it, his lead. She doesn't have to win those communities, but if she wants to sort of rest on her lead in Boston, she has to at least not get blown out in the other communities. Capuano's had many more years, obviously, to become well-known in those communities than Presley has. In terms of the actual date of the primary itself, the fact that this is the day after Labor Day, talk a little bit about what impact that might have on turnout. So the big question is whether or not that date would depress turnout. So will people just getting back from Labor Day or perhaps who took a long weekend and aren't even back from their long weekend would turn out to vote? As has been the case in past years, students actually mostly won't have even moved in in time to register to vote in the primary. So they won't have the opportunity to vote at all if they're moving in from out of state. But the real question is whether or not this particular date will depress turnout. If it does, that would be bad for Ayanna Presley. So what our polling is showing is that younger voters actually tend to prefer Ayanna Presley. Voters of color tend to prefer Ayanna Presley. Those are the two groups who historically haven't really voted that much in primaries. We've seen sort of spikes elsewhere in the country where younger voters and more diverse voters have tended to turn out in larger numbers. There's some question, though, as to whether or not that will happen in this district. And I think if you see a low turnout primary, the traditional primary voters are older, and whiter, and those are two groups that go for Capuano. Interesting. Let's get to the actual issues, because you did delve into that with this poll. What 
is kind of driving the minds of voters in this district? Yeah, so we asked a couple things. We asked, uh, we tried to pick the issues that we're hearing the most conversation about, both in terms of the future of the party and just sort of the dynamics within the Democratic Party. So issues like, should ICE be abolished? We asked about things like, you know, whether Nancy Pelosi should be the speaker. We asked about things like single-payer health care, a whole bunch of stuff, and of course, Donald Trump, a whole bunch of stuff that's been on the minds of Democrats and sort of that they're wrangling with as they try to figure out their way forward. So starting with ICE, that one I thought was the most interesting because Democratic voters, I think not surprisingly, don't like ICE. This is the Immigration and Customs Enforcement, the agency that's been all over the news for the last number of months, particularly with this family separation policy and so forth. And we've seen, at least on Twitter, a lot of noise about just the concept of just getting rid of it altogether. But in this poll, although Democratic voters really don't like ICE, they're also not ready to get rid of it. And that was interesting to me. So we asked basically, should it be abolished? Should it be reformed but not abolished? Or should it just stay the way it is? 64% say that it should just be reformed rather than abolished. So it is a it is sort of a point of contention within the Democratic Party with some calling for it to be abolished and some calling for it to be reformed. In this poll, in this district, based Democrats, you know, these are good, loyal Democrats showing up for a primary, we see a, a strong preference for keeping it but just reforming it. Interesting. And this is something that Ayanna Presley has actually come out in, in supporting abolishing ICE. So potentially a cleavage, if you will. Yeah, I would expect there to be some discussion about that. There's actually a debate uh, next week with WBUR and a couple other media outlets that are going to hold a debate between the two candidates. I would expect this issue will be brought up. Yeah, that's on Monday. So keep an eye out on that. What else came up in this poll? Was was Nancy Pelosi a component here? Yeah, so a big, I, I think a big issue in this poll and really for Democrats nationally is is it time to move on? And what does that look like? So is it time for sort of a generational shift? You know, there's there's been a number of articles that have analyzed, for instance, the age of the Democratic leadership in Congress and other sort of high, high-ranking Democrats around the system. And, you know, the question is basically, how can younger Democrats, how can younger leaders, how can emerging leaders ever take the stage if the same leaders that have been there for decades just aren't aren't moving on. So we asked the question whether or not voters thought that if Democrats should retake the House, whether Nancy Pelosi or someone else should be selected as speaker. We found just one third identified Nancy Pelosi in that one. 48% said someone else and then a, a bunch said they didn't know. So it was actually more people thought we should pick someone else as speaker, speaking again to the sort of idea that maybe it's time for the Democratic Party as a whole to move on. And this is something that we've seen in the third district as well. Yes. Uh, UMass Lowell did a very did this question, and it's actually where I took the inspiration for, for this question. So to those people involved in that poll who may be listening, thank you for that. <laughs> but they found 25%, and that was also a Democratic primary poll. Again, base dem- loyal Democrats, you know, saying that they thought it was time for a new speaker. Interestingly, it's not because people dislike Nancy Pelosi. So we also just asked for her favorables and found she actually is widely liked. It's not like people dislike her and think it's time for her to move on. They like her and they still think it's time for a new speaker. Is there a sense that that type of attitude could apply in this race where Capuano appears to be liked, according to your poll and other information, is is there a sense that voters could shift that way? Well, that I think is the bet that a lot of uh, that a lot of these challenges are making. That you know they're they're coming in and challenging what are widely understood to be pretty popular incumbents. Whether you think about Steve Lynch or you think about Richie Neal out west or you think about Capuano, even in some of the state legislative races, you have incumbents that I don't think anybody thinks they're disliked, but 
the, the question is, are voters ready for something new? We actually asked a question sort of along those lines, whether people would prefer, quote, someone who has been around a while with experience in how Congress works or someone new to Congress with fresh ideas and perspective. We found that exactly evenly divided, 40% on either side and another 20% say both or they don't know. Interestingly, though, there's a big age gap on that question, just like there is on the Presley versus Capuano. There is a big age gap on a whole bunch of these questions, the Nancy Pelosi question, the overall vote question, this question, basically young people leaning forward, talking about moving on, talking about people with new ideas, older voters supporting the incumbents, supporting Nancy Pelosi, supporting the idea of reelecting people with more experience. That's interesting. I think this sets things up to make the primary even more intriguing in the sense that what will turnout look like age-wise? And to what extent will these challenges to incumbents be successful? Yeah. And so there, what I would look for, uh, the Boston Elections Department actually puts out updates throughout the day as to who's turning out, not who's turning out to vote, but how much different parts of the city are turning out to vote. And young people and people of color in Boston, you know, you can look at the map and see sort of where young people tend to be concentrated, for instance. You can look at what we on this podcast have in the past called the Isthmus of Apathy. You know, look out at Austin Brighton. You know, but it matters that that's what it is because that's where the young people are. And that's who Ayanna Presley needs. You know, so if you see that that sort of apathy is wearing off and you see a surge in turnout in, in Austin and Brighton, you see a surge in turnout in parts of the city with more people of color, that's I think would be a sign that perhaps Ayanna Presley, the support that is showing in this poll is turning out for her in higher numbers. Steve, let's also touch on single payer, which has been such a hot issue in the midterms. How is that coming up here? Yeah, that's another thing which has sort of been bubbling up more and more in Democratic circles and in Democratic Party elections, the idea of having a single nationally funded health health plan. We found very strong support for that here. Uh, we found 78% support the idea of single payer. So I'd expect this is another thing which we'll just continue to hear more and more about in Democratic primaries. The real challenge with this one is when you get past the primary, and you're not, not in this race, but just in general general in national politics, you know, it's something that has, there is a strong party divide over. Most definitely. So it's not exactly a bipartisan issue. Definitely. So one more thing then that we found in this poll, the other thing that we'll be looking at after the, after the general elections are over is what the Democrats approach is to Donald Trump. The question really the huge question is whether or not Democrats take the House, whether the smaller question is whether they also take the Senate, because there will be many more opportunities to conduct investigations and oversight and basically take a much stronger confrontational position toward Donald Trump. And that is what voters in this poll said that they want. 61% actually said that they thought the Democrats were not being aggressive enough toward Donald Trump, which is, you know, in many cases, hard to think how they could be doing things that were more aggressive. Um, and it also sort of underscores the back and forth that you hear over for whether or not Democrats should really take a step back and focus more on policy. Voters in this poll say, nope, go right at it. In fact, 69% when we asked about impeachment said that, yes, they thought Donald Trump should be impeached. Interesting. So there is an interest in burning it all down. Yep. And and the Democrats, I think, will find, a hard, find it difficult to sort of tamp down that talk if they decide that the better strategy is just to focus more on policy. There's just a, a lot of appetite for an even more aggressive line right now. All right. Well, Steve, thank you so much for recapping this poll. Just a reminder for listeners, there will be a debate between Ayanna Presley and Mike Capuano on Monday. 
as well as the actual primary itself, which is happening on September 4th. This is the Tuesday after Labor Day. And that next day, we have a live event. That's right. So join us there. One Beacon here in Boston. That's the, the WeWork space at One Beacon. Look forward to seeing you there. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Lauren Dzenski of Politico. And I'm Steve Cazella of the Massing Polling Group. Our producer for this special episode is Hannah Shinetri. Find us online wherever you get your pods. And thank you for listening.